0: But I, I think the reality is God is just looking for people that are willing to say yes. And in that moment, I was willing to say yes, not knowing anything, absolutely anything. Um, and so I, I don't know if I was prepared. I think my preparation was one that is willing to follow Jesus wherever he calls me. And in this season, a part of where he is calling me is into very dark places in our city. Let's begin. Blank paper and pen. Stories to tell. Battles to win. Deep breath counts to ten, let's
1: begin. let's begin Let's begin, let's begin What up folks? This is Leroy Barber with the Sit-Up Podcast, and glad you're listening in today. You can catch us on Twitter, you know, at Leroy Barber. You can catch uh, me on Facebook at Leroy Barber, but you can go directly to at Sit-Up Podcast on Facebook to download our podcast. Don't forget to share it, because we want to get the word out about what we're doing and the voices we're lifting up. This week, we are featuring a number of voices from Tampa, uh, the Underground Network. A number of topics, and so around innovation, and, and I, I, I like to keep putting out this definition that we're using on innovation. Innovation happens at the intersection of difference. And one of the things you're going to hear over and over again at our interviews here in, here in Tampa are how people are putting different things together and connecting that with their idea of church, it's 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 really good stuff happening. So here's some questions for today. The big question is, how do you think about a coach? What does a coach mean to you? Now, I've played a lot of sports and watched a lot of sports. The coach, you know, is this central figure, right? This person that is hired to help this team be successful. And different coaches have different ways of going about that. You know, some coaches are really laid back. Some coaches are, you know, in your face, right? Some coaches have great offensive systems. Some coaches have great defensive systems. But a coach is something we understand. It, 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 you know, all around the world, right? If you're in other countries where they play soccer or football, right? A coach is there. If you're uh, on a, you know, on a debate team, there's a coach, right? Helping you uh, think through things. So this idea of coach can also tease out this this kind of be this person to help you reach your dreams. So ask you questions about where your faith will take you, right? Your coach kind of will help you, like, polish what you do already. And even if you get off course, bring you back on, right? So today, we're going to be talking to a coach. Her name is Keisha Polonio, and she is the Associate Director uh, of the of the Underground Network, she is also the coaching director at the Underground Network. And what I find fascinating about Keisha is she's a coach in both of these spaces. She 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 volunteers now for an organization that she helped create, uh, and it's actually called Created. And Created works with. In the area of trafficking. And you you'll, you'll hear a lot of coaching language and ways come through come through Keisha. Keisha had this line that when you get to it um, uh, you, you're gonna laugh, right? Uh, and it's around how she teaches her boys what role do men and boys have to do in trafficking I think she I think she I think she teases that out really well for us also the idea like like this isn't a small fix this won't be this won't be simply paying a bill for somebody she's also she's also done something in, in that I think teases out a little bit of her coaching as well. Like she's passed this organization on to someone else. She's helping people understand and know their dreams. And one of the things she does uh, at the underground network at she, like there's a line in here where she goes, well, what do you dream? And we're going to help you reach it. Right. True coach. So I'm excited for you to to hear this interview, Um, and it makes me appreciate coaches. This is Leroy Barber, Sit Up Podcast. Reach us on Twitter. Reach us on Facebook. Reach us on Instagram. Send us your questions. And thanks for listening in today. Hope you enjoy Keisha's interview.
0: Whether we will make statements, speak truth, or add to the noise is up to us. To take the dust we've been given, to treat our seconds like scents and watch how we spend them, to use our words like olive branches in the mouths of birds and watch where we send them. Take the negative thoughts we were taught, take our wounded souls and hearts, and let God mend them. Let's begin. Blank paper and pen. Stories to tell. Battles to win. Deep breath and count to ten. Let's begin.
2: Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Welcome into the Sit-Up Podcast. I'm the producer, Andrew Morgan. Leroy stepped out. As you know, we're here in Tampa at the Voices Conference. And so what we're going to do is we're going to bring a few interviews to you. And right now, I have someone very special uh, with us. I'm going to let you introduce yourself.
0: Well, my name is Keisha Polonio. It is an honor to be here. I am the Associate Director for the Tampa Underground. I'm also the Coaching Director. um, And I just really love helping people figure out Um, and how to actually walk out the dreams that they feel like God has placed on their heart. Oh, that's
2: great. So tell me a little bit about uh, The Underground first. What exactly is that?
0: Yeah, The Underground has been around officially for a little over 10 years. Uh, We help people um, that want to start mission type uh, ministries in the city. We, we try to help them do that. So, the Underground itself is a network of all these leaders throughout the Tampa Bay area. We have about uh, 200, and these 200 leaders say, you know, we feel like God is calling us to do this thing. Uh, we want to do it with people, so with community. It is about Jesus, so it's about the worship of Jesus. Um, and it's missional, so it, it is focused on a certain people, group, or a certain uh, issue that they're trying to address. And so, for our network to be a part of that worship, mission, and community, when all of that comes together, we call that the church. Um, and so we say, yes, OK, great. Join our network. And then how can we help you? And our how can I help you is answered with these platform of services that we have that are for free. Um, and so we have a finance department. We have a media department that can help people think through website and logo and branding and image. We have people um, we have a coaching department that help people think through, OK, I want to start this thing. How do I start this thing? Or maybe for people that have been doing it for a while, how can I think innovatively to, to think through new ideas? ideas. Um, we have a training department to help people think through curriculum and, and how to um, teach their people coming through their, their different ministries and microchurches. Um, I think I said something about finance. As, as some of these ministries grow to become little nonprofits and they start taking donations, we help them think through that process, help run their budgets, help run their finances so they don't, go to jail (laughs) so
2: what's what's the process for individuals in this area Or, matter of fact let me just expand it is it just restricted to individuals who live in the tampa area if someone's maybe thinking of coming here but they Mm -hmm. don't they you know they're not holding residence yet can they start working with you
0: um, our work, we have different undergrounds throughout the country oh, and throughout okay. the world. Yeah. So we are specifically working with the Tampa area, but we also have a translocal team that helps people in different parts of the country start undergrounds. Um, and then we have an international team that works with uh, the different uh, international expressions of the underground.
2: So what are some, uh, give me like maybe one story of uh, an underground person who's come in or a ministry that's come in. That you're just absolutely just proud of. I know you're proud of a lot of them that you yeah. worked with, but can you give us like a somewhat of a, what you would say maybe a success story or a story you're proud of?
0: Yeah, there's there's a newer microchurch. I love her. The first time I met her, she's tall, beautiful black woman. She used to uh, do modeling. I think she used to also work for CNN or something like that. And now she's a farmer. She has dreads. She's in the earth each day, and she's trying to figure out this is what God has given me. What can I do? to help the, the, my community around me. So she's creating this ministry called Wellsprings that wants to intentionally help serve underdeveloped communities in regards to health, food, and um, education. And so um, she just had an idea. She just had a dream, and that's all you need. You don't need to have a, a mission statement. You don't have to have a vision statement. You don't have to have Even volunteers. You don't even have to have a team yet. All she had was a dream. And so I've been walking with her to kind of think through development of mission, vision, to strategize about team development and fundraising. Um, So she's one that I'm really uh, proud of. And then there's one that I've been a part of for a while now called Created. And they work specifically with women coming out of the sex industry here in Tampa. And so um, I used to direct that ministry for a while, but I'm still a volunteer and have the honor each month to go into the strip clubs and uh, befriend women and remind them that there's a God who has not forsaken them, who still sees them and hears them, and that there's a sisterhood of women uh, that hasn't forgotten them either.
2: So what are some of the complex issues that you have to deal with uh, with that particular ministry?
0: Which one? Created?
2: Well, yeah, with Created.
0: In regards to the women that we're coming in contact with? Yeah. yeah I think is uh, dreaming for a future. What does that future look like? We're dealing with women who have been through deep trauma. And so to just say, just come out with no plan, I think is really hard. Money is a huge factor. Um, so I, it is very different for each woman that we come in contact with. Uh, some women... Uh, We go into certain brothels where the women actually own the brothels. And so when we say step out of this life, what would it look like? That means their entire livelihood. Uh, That means their whole entire small business. That means their, their uh, multimillion dollar house, you know, um, versus a woman in a maybe um, smaller club who's just trying to make $20 so she can go buy bread and meat for her kids at the end of the night. So the, the, the needs are drastically different, um, and they're all over the place.
2: Just talking about issues relating to sex trafficking, mm-hmm. how often uh, do you run across individuals who are caught up in sex trafficking in the, in, in the adult entertainment industry that you cover?
0: Yeah, I, I, it's really interesting because in the strip clubs, a lot of people will be like, well, it's legal. Um, that's not happening here. Um, But when you see strip clubs that are going, um, that are like from Miami, Tampa, Ohio, that's a sex trafficking uh, track in our country. And so we're very aware when we're trying to target those strip clubs that we're very aware that there is that happening. Um, Of recently, we've seen a lot of... um, Cuban women um coming into one specific strip clubs and we've been trying to talk to them about what's happening how are they being brought over to the country um and trying to help them navigate what to do next um but we also created also goes on the streets they're also in um massage parlors and brothels and so uh they work very closely with law enforcement and trying to figure out a plan for that woman to to get out safely because that's what we want.
2: Are there any dangers that you face uh, with this ministry uh, carrying it out?
0: Yeah, we definitely pray with our eyes open. We do not close our eyes. There's some things that you just know you have to do. If you're on street outreach, um, there's two women that will jump out of a car. There's usually two other team members uh, that are in the car that are watching, kind of looking around. We have a lot of safety things in place. I think there's maybe a false safe, false sense of safety when you go into the strip clubs because there's a bouncer or there's walls versus the street. There, there's nothing. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of gun violence that happens in the club. Um And so we're very prayerful. We're very discerning um, before we step out to talk to any woman, before we step out to go in any club. We are asking the Lord, should we, should we not? What are you saying? Is it time to go? Is it time to to press in and stay a little bit longer? So we really have to trust the Lord and be street smart.
2: How can people support a ministry like that? Especially I'm thinking of like men Mm -hmm. in ministry. How can they support women who are going in and doing doing this type of ministry?
0: Yeah, I think one, talk about it, talk about the need for it, support it, back it, Facebook it, tweet it, Instagram it. Um, Talk to their friends about it that are men. Um, I think men can give. I think men also in our ministry, they can actually volunteer to come on Uh, street outreach and drive, um, and be a part of seeing women's lives, uh, intersect Jesus on a, on a street corner. Um, and a lot of times I, I have, I've partnered with men who will take me into places that I can't go. So they know people, they know church uh, leaders. Um, and so they would, they would help me network throughout the community.
2: Okay. So, being involved with a ministry on so many different levels, it takes a certain level of character, a certain level of strength. So tell me a little bit about your uh, personal life and who you are uh, that's kind of built you up in a way that you can participate in, in on this level of ministry?
0: Yeah, I I would have never thought I would have been a part of Created. Originally, when the, the then director asked me, I just thought, you want somebody that knows a little bit more about this, because I've just seen Taken, and that's the only thing I've ever seen about sex trafficking. And I don't have a special set of skills like Liam <laughs> Neeson, and you probably want somebody that e- either has run a 5K for freedom, has a wristband, has a t-shirt has done something, but I I think the reality is God is just looking for people that are willing to say yes. And in that moment, I was willing to say yes, not knowing anything, absolutely anything. Um, And so I I don't know if I was prepared. I think my preparation was one that is willing to follow Jesus wherever he calls me. And in this season, a part of where he is calling me is into very dark places in our city. Um, And so that's why I have to rely on him. That's why I have to pray and fast and be ready to go out on outreach. That's why when I come back from outreach, I have to spend some time debriefing and, and kind of getting some of those images out of my mind and surrendering those women back to the Lord because we're there for 30 minutes but he is present all the time. And so for me to not even feel like I am the answer that somehow created is the answer, that our outreach is the answer, but that he is, that he is present, that he sees them, that he knows them, that he's continually wooing them to himself. Um, So I need Jesus as much as these women, my sisters do. And so I think that's what keeps me grounded.
2: I'm going to circle back to something you, you said. Okay, How important is it for individuals who are wanting to participate in the ministry of this nature, to understand that they're not Jesus, that the people yes. need Jesus.
0: Yes. Oh, man. So, so important. I've had to have multiple conversations sometimes because we want to fix it. You know, women's woman's right. talking about, I don't have money. Well, I have extra money. Let me or I don't have this. Well, I have this. And it's, you know, we have to allow God to lead the ways that he wants to intersect the lives of the women that we come in into play. And that's why I think discernment is so So important. There are some times where he is going to say, you know what, we do need to help her with her lights. Yes, we do need to help get her kids some school supplies. But there's some other times where he's saying, no, you know, let 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 me do this deeper thing in her. And um, we have to be hands off and we have to release it. And so I think we do our part. We work hard. We we are prayerful. We do all the planning. But at the end of the day, we have to surrender it all back to Jesus.
2: Good, good. Now, when when we were uh, kind of prepping before we we started, you were sharing with me that you were a cancer survivor. Yeah. How how has that played into your life and and some of the adjustments and the different things you've had to make?
0: Yeah, I had uh, kidney cancer about five years ago. um, And it changed everything in that moment when they finally figured out I had cancer. They had to take my entire left kidney because the tumor was so big that they couldn't save any of my kidney. And that was the season of my life. I was the executive director for Created, and my life slowed down from working 50, 60 hours a week to zero. Um And I just felt the Lord saying, you need to rest. You need to stop. And I really struggled. I really struggled. And I I came back to work and I was still kind of slow, but I couldn't keep up as quickly as I I was. And just feeling the Lord saying, I'm doing a new thing. Can you see it? Like it is time for you to transition this ministry over to this next woman that I always knew was going to take over. Um, And I'll be honest, I cried. I cried when he was just like, you need to surrender this over. And I'm like, but what What else? What am I going to do? I love this. Why, why can't? What other thing? I don't have another thing burning in my heart right now. This is the only thing. Um, and I just felt like he's, he's, he told me in that moment, like your heart is big enough to love multiple things. And so my heart is for coaching of people. My heart is for vulnerable women caught in the sex industry. My heart is for young black boys. I have two of those at home. You know, My heart is big enough to also care for, um, um, minority leaders and the development of them. My heart is also big enough for many other things. And so, um, having cancer actually, got my mind to remember. It got my heart to remember that it is big. And my heart is big enough. God created my heart big enough to love and care for more than one thing. And so even though I was laying down um, that ministry in that capacity, that I would still be able to serve. I would still be able to press in. I would still be able to be an advocate um, for sex trafficking uh, uh, survivors in our city, but that there's more.
2: So, I'm going to ask you another question. It's a little bit off topic, but uh, still uh, pertaining to some of your life experiences. Uh, Here recently in the media, we've kind of seen, you know, like a lot of things uh, being brought up, especially with um, the R. Kelly documentary. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of young ladies, um, a lot of people who've experienced sexual trauma, they are experiencing PTSD and Mm -hmm. other issues of that nature. How do you how do you process as a person in ministry? How do you process helping a person through those type of uh, traumas and, and even dealing with maybe having to relive those type of things when media events of this nature come up?
0: Yeah, um, one thing I would deeply encourage is um, seeking like counseling. Um, I think especially in the black community, we are hesitant. We just say, let's just do some prayer ministry. And I, I also think prayer ministry is a part of it. So I would say prayer ministry. I would say counseling. I would be open to medication. I would be very wearisome of all the things that you watch and listen to. I have not watched the documentary as yet because I am very sensitive from the stories I've heard coming out of Created. Um, and so I'm very aware that I need to be ready to to watch that, to listen to that, to to actually enter in into that experience. Um, but I would tell people like to be very mindful, and this goes back to like we can't save people. And so we can journey with people. So trying to figure out what does the journey look like, um, for people that you're walking with, what is your role to play and really encourage them to seek help in the appropriate places. Um, because, if you're not a if you're not a counselor, you you can't help someone look back to get them to a place where they need to be. I'm a coach, so I help people look forward. I'm trying to help them move forward, but I'm very aware with my limitations that I do not have the skills to help someone look back. And and try to figure out okay how do we move forward and so I think people just need to know what they have and what they don't have and help as a community guide those people to the right places.
2: Thank you so much for sharing those boundaries, those tips for yeah. people expressing their boundaries. One last question: you had, yeah. you had mentioned you have um, you have two little uh, two boys. Yeah. What what have you really taught them about consent and what have you taught them about um, just dealing with respect and and all the other things pertaining to their, um, Interactions with the opposite sex.
0: Yeah, I have an eight year old and a twelve year old and we just went to see that new Spider Man movie. Yeah. And there is a, a a scene in the movie where the uncle is teaching the young boy, the young Spider Man, like, Hey, you talking to girls yet? And he said, Let me teach you something and he's like, You put your hand on the girl's shoulder and you say, Hey, right? And in the movie, I'm just like, mm, you don't have permission to touch a girl? <laughs> That's a good point. That Uh, is a who said you could touch her shoulder. You could say, Hey, you could say, Hey, as much as you could. You could text, Hey, you can write, Hey, on a piece of paper and sign it. You could, you can sign it to me. You can nod, but you don't get to touch me. And so, afterwards, you know, the next day, my son came up to me and he did the little movement. And I was just like, Okay, this is the moment. I'm gonna have to teach you. You don't have permission to talk to to touch a woman on her shoulder even though that's a safe spot right and so and people would say that's a safe spot but you don't have permission to touch her at all period and so you know it's there's subtle little move, parts in the movie. And I remember, you know, I was telling some friends and they're like, oh, we didn't even get you that. Um, and so I had to that was a moment that was just last week that I had to tell both of them. And my, my eight year old is like, wait, what? Because he's not even thinking about talking to girls. Right. But right. my 12 year old looks like a 16 year old because he's tall and girls are trying to talk to him. And I'm like, don't don't do that do not do that. And this is why. This is why. Not because it's bad, but this is this is the deeper thing. This is the, the thing that men don't have control over what they can touch and who can they touch and respect and boundaries and, and where does God fit in all of that. And so it was a really great conversation, but those things happen all the time.
2: Oh, great. Thank you so much for sharing. Is there any, one, uh, any last thing you would want to share with us, any information uh, to get in contact or Anything you want to uh, share?
0: Yeah, I think if anybody is feeling like, man, I have this dream. I have this thing that I feel like God is wants me to start, but I just don't know where. Um, you can check out um, the Underground's website for coaching. Uh, we have coaching services. I'm over that. And so that's UGCoach.com. Um, and then if you're interested in uh, the work that Created is doing, they're createdwoman.com. All right,
2: thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Love doesn't keep secrets. Love chooses to see. Forgiving and accepting that you've been forgiven can set you free. Let's begin. Blank paper and pen. Stories to tell. Battles to win. Deep breath. Count to 10. Let's
1: begin. Let's begin.